NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Boys. Yeah. Hello, boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? me? We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. Get <laughs> a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> Thank you. Is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude or get in the shower. Or we're throwing all your cook gear in. Right. Like, no chance I'm going to fall you. <laughs> 19th century Pax Britannica. Fuck! Oh man, what a series, what a series, what a series. And by that, I of course mean Major League Cricket. What an unbelievable couple of weeks that was for cricket. Who is happy? Who messed it up? Who won it? Who lost it? Did they do it against our boys? It was a summer of spirit. It was a summer of morality, tribalism, and online discourse. Not to be confused with discourse. More on that later. We're talking West Indies, India as well, and, of course, a little bit of Major League Cricket before we obviously preview the enormous tournament, the 100. It's all about the Ashes today. This is minutes. No, it's, not, it's actually well, quite a few minutes after England level the series 2-2 at the Oval. That's before we get into hashtag AskTGC, where it's another example of cricket getting in the way of a date. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. Now, Budgie Smuggler are searching for the final four contestants to compete in the final of World's Most Ordinary Rig, which is in Australia this November. More on that later. Just a shout out before we get into the show proper and the visceral minutes to the people that have been charging this show. Yeah. Supercharging this show, our dear patrons, patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. This will be the last podcast episode for a hot minute, but not on Patreon. Patreon, which we're, we're plowing on through every single week, every single Friday, you get hashtag ask TGC Fridays. And you know what? There's more cricket to come this year, Pezza. There's more cricket to come. You know what? There's a small matter of a World Cup in India. There's obviously... India, England test matches beginning next year. What about the Australian summer? Hey, what about the T20 World Cup next year in the Caribbean and Flow Rider in the US? All the dailies for that. So much more on Patreon. If you want to get behind TGC and support TGC, patreon.com forward slash grey cricketer. Nice one, he goes. Yeah, big show coming up. One big lift for you and I on this last here podcast for the Ashes summer. Do you want to say that we haven't been to bed yet? So it's currently, <laughs> it's one o'clock in the afternoon on yeah. Tuesday. We've yeah. not been to bed since Sunday. We've sat up all night. We obviously had commitments for the BBC and then yes. our own YouTube commitments. And we're on yeah. today's show again this morning into this here program. Yep. We haven't been to bed yet. So there's going to be a few sort of uh, 
Uh, some uh, some visceral feelings, of course, as as is our way on this show. Pure emotion. Yeah. Running, we're running a fumes. Yeah. But as all the players are as well, and I feel like the fans, which is you know exhibited by the online discourse, That's generally right. speaking, we owe it to the fans to give them a show where we will be searching for words. Mm. And that can lead to libelous comments mm. and regrettable comments. But as our brand has developed, I get the impression that people like that. People like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, if we go to court, then uh, so be it. Uh, just quickly, he goes before we get into the, the, the show proper. Last week, made a comment about... Um, TJC exploring new levels. Uh, Supercharge was the word that was used. Thank you to everybody who got in touch last week, issuing the call again. Uh, so had heaps of interesting conversations with people, um, have some interesting meetings with people lined up around partnerships, uh, people who have kind of high-level production skills, uh, business development skills as well, maybe. You know, do we need a daddy question? It's a question mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, can anyone help around, you know, commercialising some give. shit? Yeah, commercial management skills. Um, investors? Not saying it's happening. It's an exploration. Um, lots of things on the table for us. Great to canvas the thoughts of people who've made TGC what it is. That's why we're saying it on the pod. Um, for anyone in these areas who thinks they can help or wants to get in touch, uh, you know, just to say hi and pretend they can help and just meet us. <laughs> Please don't do that. Best place is as a new email address, hello at gradecricketer.com. Hello at gradecricketer.com. Partnerships, commercial management, production, investing. Let's talk. You know what we do here though, Pezza? We have beers with the opposition. You know what? If Taylor Lenders were here right now, we'd be having beers. I promise you that. Should we get into the viscerals? Let's go. Mm, fuck. Get ready. Here we go. You haven't heard this yet. Fuck yet. all. You haven't won fuck all. You <laughs> haven't won fuck all. You haven't won fuck all. <laughs> 2.92. Fuck all. Mm. <laughs> Radio station. Oh, fucking England. You've ruined my life. Brody hits a six off his last ball, gets a wicket, wins the ashes, and gets the root as hot misses. <laughs> my wife Rude. hasn't had sex with me in over six months. Two nil, and you fucked it up. Certain a panel pack couldn't go better than Tim Payne. Stop throwing away two nil, Leeds, dumb cunt. I'd like to see him do it against our boys. You fucking seen it. Two point nine two. Fuck off. <laughs> we know what we are. We know what we are. Saviors of cricket. We know what we are. Well, pack them, lads. No irony, is it? Ah, yeah, look, uh, 2 2, I think was fair. Fuck off, honestly. You had to rely on that fucking stupid northern town pissing it down. Angry. 2.92, fuck off. Yeah, aggressive. Ooh, one of you tests at home, did Got a new ball, did you? <laughs> Try win some fucking tests over here, you weak cunts. Ah. Five nil in twenty twenty five. Fuck off. Probably. Okay. Solar panel pack can suck my nuts. North Sea oil here we come, baby. <laughs> Take your woke socialist captain Karen Cummings and Karen fuck Jones. off. Basball's better than Casball. Uh. did those feet in ancient time. If Bazball is a cult, is this the point at which we all commit suicide and McCollum runs off with all our money? <laughs> Get absolutely fucked. 
fucking penguins. Cheating fucking penguins. Nothing self-effacing yet. Yeah, the Joker. How long from the plane touching down in Australia to Cummins being behind bars for life? Stuart <laughs> fucking broad, causing you fucking convicts headaches and fucking crow's feet for one last Jesus, fucking angry. It's a lot of anger. Out, you fucking convict. Convict stuff. Yeah. This week I learned that aliens exist. It's possible to make a room temperature superconductor. And you can do cock tricks with bales to win cricket games. <laughs> All that moral superiority about how baseball isn't test cricket, about how you're gonna do it the right way, including running out players after yeah. the over's finished. Sean Connery's back. It was a joy to see Moyne and Wuxi and Brody stuff that stump right up your posterior. 2 2. And you're lucky it was 2-2. Fuck off. I'm going to say a score followed by the words fuck off, <laughs> including decimal points. Because I'm a virgin, I've never known the touch of a human. That was the cross-section put together. That was probably <clears throat> 200 or so that, that came in. That mm. was just a general cross-section of the, of the sentiment, he goes. Right, uh, so it was, it was a drop. It was, it was it was a drawn series in the end, yeah. Drawn series, yeah. yeah. A lot of feedback from the home side there for the drawn series. Yeah, I uh, haven't won the thing in ten years. Pez, uh, I was just thinking about. Um, nah, it's it's fine. You know, I, I like people's visceral feelings about that because what is sport without emotion, generally speaking? So I appreciate the people that have taken the time to um, give us a uh, what sounds like basically an FM radio station two point nine two. Fuck off. Yeah, I keep, th- I keep thinking that. I keep <laughs> thinking of the number two point nine two. Yeah, and then like people are just saying that. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the average number of sexual partners, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking, generally speaking, about how close the series was. Okay. Um, so Australia won the first game by two wickets. Yep. England won the third game by three wickets. Australia won the second game by 43 runs. England won the fifth game by 49 runs. England lose their spinner, Leach, before the series. Australia lose Lyon after, what, one and a half games. Bairstow misses costly chances. Carey drops a big one in the last game, which turned out to be very costly. Bairstow tries to stump Marnus. Carey does stump Bairstow. Uh, luck with the weather for Australia in Manchester. Luck with the ball for England last night in London. Four tosses for Stokes. Cummins finally wins one, then loses the game. No batter from either side saw more than 100. Crawley absolutely smoked them at the top. Kawaja basically scores the same amount of runs, more or less, slightly more, inching them for Australia. Australia's tail winner game at Inchbaston. England's tail winner game at Headingley. Starks ground and catch at Lords. Stokes's Herschel catch at the Oval. There were just so many, like, what goes around comes around, ball don't lie moments sort of thing where, like, ah, see, this has happened to you guys. Ah, now you guys are cheating. It's like then, like, 15 seconds later, almost the exact same thing happens to the other side. <laughs> and so uh, it was just the nature of, like, what is ultimately – a wonderful, brilliant series that isn't saving anything um, because uh, guess what? The real stuff now starts, and by that I mean the stuff that will live on forever and is actually funding the game, generally speaking. This, this series means fuck all. <laughs> In <laughs> it the doesn't mean things. fuck all. <laughs> they like singing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so, you know, but look, ultimately, what a fucking great series and one that I no. – and you and I both have – uh, invested heavily in to the point where we haven't slept now in four hours. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm broken. <laughs> yeah, but 
that it, it's not finished. He goes like now, like the, I'm getting pictures from the press mm. who are taking pictures across the oval of the only lights on across <laughs> yeah. uh, the ground, <laughs> trying to figure out whether the Aussies dogged the English for the beers right, or the right, English right. dogged the Aussies for the beers. Right. So the the online war goes on. That's the real war. That's the real war. Are we are we seriously going to sit here in our studio mm. and practice some kind of radical gratitude for what's happened? Are we are we going to do that? Is that is that what the punters want these days in the online discourse? Like, do they want us to sit no. here and go two two? Yeah, what goes around comes around. Yeah, interesting ideological battle between the ways to mm. play cricket. Yeah, sometimes mm. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, I mm. think there might be something in this in yeah. in the yeah. future for baseball. Yeah. Oh yeah, like yeah. Uh, Australia behaved well, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah, I mean Stokes is doing something bigger. Why like, didn't they want to have beers right. with us? Just come and try to be with us in the dressing room. Which country is better? Which country has more demons sitting under it? You know, which country is more broken? Uh, that that they're the real questions that mm, need to be answered. The, the, okay. the cricket is just the uh, is the gateway, mm-hmm. isn't it, for the online discourse mm. to take over? Broken Britain Bro- or yeah. Sonia Kruger wins the gold logo? <laughs> That's right. Or or the lucky country. <laughs> Devastating read. Devastating. Nineteen sixty-seven still holds up. It still holds up. So. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, like, like uh, are we meant to sit here and kind of defend Australia's corner and whatever? Like, do you want to say anything about about like like the best I can say is like you know, from time to time I got some crow's feet at some English triumphalism shit. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just a nature. It's just a sociological phenomenon, isn't it? Like if mm. if you've won two Test matches. And you're a bee's dick from a third, as yeah. both teams could claim to be. Yeah. Naturally, if you're from that country, you're going to be like, oh, if only one or two things happened, just then one, we could have thing. got that thing. Yeah. Because yeah. everything else stays the same. Butterfly effect does not exist. Exactly. Uh, and so you're going to go, oh, it could have turned on this. Oh, I'm, I'm really open. I'm really aware of this injustice that happened to my country. Yeah. And when it happens against... Uh, the the opposition that's just luck and part of the game. Of course, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it goes on and on. If and someone on. at the hotel that morning at Laws had just given Nathan Lyon some potassium, his calf would have been stronger. Mm. He wouldn't have tensed up. You know, where was Peter Siddle with a banana? You know, yeah. had he leaned against the fence and done that that calf stretch fifty five to sixty five minutes before play that we all do, whilst just talking about sex stories from the night before. If that had happened. Australia, unbeatable. Exactly. It was, it was one thing. Yeah. Of course, over the course of basically every single day, it was about 17 different things where had they changed and be like, oh, no, no, that was the thing. But we can all just live and die on one thing. No, the other, te- the other team are cheats. They cheated. We were cheated out of perfection, happiness, raw happiness. And you think maybe that is actually the truth? Like the the truth of cricket is because because this, this whole series was a, it was called earlier on like the referendum on the truths of the game. I've heard that before. But the the truth of the game isn't you know should we be aggressive and revolutionary and you know like um, psychologically dominate the opposition at all costs and all times as basketball wants to do. Mm. Uh, nor should it be like you know disciplined pragmatism and you know take take your chances and and don't make an error. You know the, the the truth is that it doesn't matter what happens to you. Cricket will cause you pain, and at the end of the day, you can blame everybody else except you. That's that's right. that is the that's truth. Right. That is that is that's honestly right. like the the grade cricket philosophy really has won the day. Yeah. Like, like that, you know how philosophers... Yeah, really did. Philosophers for, for time immemorial have competed and posed the questions of what is the state of nature? 
You know, is it nasty, brutish, and short? Mm. Do we need government? Are whites the superior? <laughs> These are things that have happened. Right, okay. Right. And cricket's no different, you know. Should we be aggressive? Mm. Should we play in the spirit? But I think the grade cricket philosophy is really the winner. Yeah. At the end of the day, blame the opposition, and if you fail with that, blame the fucking penguins. Or the weather. I can't believe how this entire series has boiled down to that suburban uh, district's man cat in Melbourne yes. where it's all just very simple chalk and then also uh, very rich from a team that brings its own beers. <laughs> it's actually, it's actually it is, it's amazing. Like great, like, yeah, it's amazing. They didn't even drink with us. What a bunch of coats. It's like the Simpsons predicted it, but but club cricket predicted it. club cricket. It. <laughs> and also Vish as well, I saw. I don't know if you saw Actually that cricket. perfectly. Yeah. It'll be 2-2. Raymond Manchester because it's yeah. Manchester. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, amazing from Vish. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so once again, once again, club cricket wins. And I'm kind of like, I don't want to. <laughs> club wanna, cricket's never don't won. Wanna, don't want to. Yeah. Uh, sorry. <laughs> In a, yeah, win is the, the, the we yeah. all lose uh, from all. We are all diminished that's, by the ashes. Make right, no mistake. Right. Both teams are diminishing themselves right now. Right, right, right. Right with alcohol. Yeah, and also uh, working out who was the biggest cunt after the after the game. <laughs> that's but right. But is that great? Is that greatness? Is that is that really cricket being what it should be? Like everyone mm. at the international level, particularly Australia and England, are going to spend the next week, couple of months. Uh, talking up what a fantastic series that was. Mm. If by fantastic we mean full of shithousery and grade cricket philosophy. Yeah. Well, in which case, then, yeah, it was a perfect series. It was a fucking great it series. A, it was a perfect summer and it's mm. over by August. And so, you know, school holidays around the corner, I think. Mm. So that's actually, it actually is the perfect summer. Mm. And we're sort of getting into this this question now, Pez, of who is happy because yeah. England's, you know, ostensibly seem really happy, but Australia's like, why are you happy? You didn't mm. win. You didn't even win a home Ashes. Yeah. Now, I, I do understand this more about the open top buses and the, um, you know, the NBA's handing out in 2005 when you just win a home Ashes. And so, like, for me, like, I don't want to delve into online discourse too much, but I am, nah, I, I do feel deeply relieved that England haven't won because it just feels like, I mean, just even look at the fucking anger from the visceral minutes there. People are so angry and fired up, which is, mm. I think, what... Um, about Australia fucking it up. Yeah. Like that, that, but that's England it. fucked it up at the start. You yeah, but that's not how they see life. Like, like there's still mm. echoes of history in the approach to cricket, I think, mm. from both nations. And they both kind of... It kind of reveals a grimness from both sides. In England, uh, at least performatively, like cock-a-hoop to deny Australia the victory. It's like, mm. you can't win it. You, you've won it, like... For twenty years, yeah. What, like, why is it? Why home. are you still giddy about denying us a win mm. when you've cooked your own home tracks? Mm. Uh, that that's bizarre. I, I can't imagine triumphalism like that in Australia. If if we kind of iced a series to make it two two to draw it, I can't. But by the same token, in Australia, we are completely incapable of like um, respecting or praising. Some, an effort that is anything but the greatest pummeling you've ever seen. That is true. And to that point, speaking of greatest pummelings of all time, mm. so I think what hurts Australia the most is that despite Australia will, will now have held the ashes for 10 years by the chance, by the time England get their next yeah. chance to get their mitts on it in yep. 2025 mm. out here, mm. um, England are still the most recent team to win away. away. Now, yeah. they haven't won a game in Australia, haven't won a game 
in 12 years in Australia. That'll be 14 by the time they come yeah. back. But in 2010-11, yep. when they beat us 3-1, that was one of the biggest drubbings yeah. that the Ashes will ever see again, I'm sure. Like, And it just goes to show like how hard it is to win away. Because I was just thinking about like from an Australian perspective where I just want perfection all the time from my Chris team. Chris Tremlett comes out very well. From these ashes. So didn't he look fantastic? With he it? looked fantastic yeah. and he was part of that ashes side. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, like, just, like, you look at England in this series right now, they lost their spinner before the series started. Huge. They lost their number three uh, for the last couple of games, Ollie yep. Pope. They brought a guy into the side that hadn't bowled with a red ball in four years. Yep. Their all-rounder and captain couldn't bowl. Um, their best ever bowler averaged 90 with the ball for the series, took four wickets. Their keeper dropped a stack of chances. Mm. Well, he's on one leg. And he's on one leg. And Australia still weren't able to win, mm. you know? And, like, so you look at, like, England's 2010-11 side. England's batting was Cook, Strauss, Trott, Peterson, Bell. I haven't done the math there in terms of how many test hundreds there are, but I'm going to guess it's over 100 test hundreds uh, in there or somewhere in that uh, in that realm, 100 test match hundreds in that batting order. And Australia's bowling at the time was Siddle, Hilfenhaus, Xavier Doherty and Michael Beer shared the spinning duties. Doug Bollinger played and then Johnson and Harris played a couple of games, obviously before they really fulfilled their own Ashes destiny later on. But um, the thing about the, the, the pain for Australia is that like, despite England being so poor out here since that absolute drubbing where they won three games by an innings, <laughs> like absolutely smoked us. Mm. And not having a one game since then, that's still the most recent away yeah. Ashes win, you know? And so every, it feels like anyway, like when we go there, we, more often than not, we give them a game. Yeah. You know, it's close. Yeah. So but, we're still doing like a bragging rights analysis. Who, yeah, who's got yeah. bragging except, rights? Except the pain is still there because yeah. it's like, no, nah, but we haven't won. Yeah. And so many of us, like, you know, as time passes, we remember the good times of the 90s and the 2000s where you just you win every single toss, every single session, every single game yeah, forever. Matter. You don't have the rights. Don't have the rights. We haven't, we haven't won the haven't rights. got the rights. The auction. England got the rights. Yeah. You know? I think it may be also true now that Australia has failed to win the Ashes, that this is, in the history of the Ashes, the longest streak for an away team to have not won the Ashes 20-plus years. Is that right? So England ha is developing or has developed a an enviable historic home record. Would you call it a fortress, Pezza? Well, not according to England's celebrations mm. upon a 2-2, two -two, yeah. but, yeah, mm. I guess it is a fortress. But it doesn't matter. You know, this is narrative and perception usurps what's actually happened. I mean, just on the face of it, like, is it – is it like lies, damned lies and statistics to say Australia comes home with the World Test Championship mm -hmm. and the urn? Mm. Fail. <laughs> Is the context though because... Yeah, but you bottled it. But you bottled it, you rattled, and you also were um, uh, convicts. Yeah, that that is, that so is, that is going to be hard to shake for a while. An, uh, that is a good... Repost. Yeah. yeah, the convict bit is going to yeah. be hard. That's, that's a and that's and a tag. It's going to be hard to shake. And our captain will again be one. <laughs> convict. He's, he's actually being sent home in black and white stripes, <laughs> horizontal stripes. We're going to have to ask him at some point whether he appreciates continually being being referred to as someone who will be sent to jail. <laughs> because I, I sort of feel like it's slightly off. Yeah, unlike other stuff we do, which is like sort of right on the money. That's <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, especially the non stuff. Um. Yeah. So, so yeah, like the, the like successful tour 
but mm. there'll be an, there'll be asterisks, there'll be question marks, there'll be political agendas, mm. and that's how Australia does it. Well, I think as because like, okay, Leeds was genuinely a great game of cricket, right? And right. England got England got the job done by three mm. wickets there. So was Lords. Australia had their chances. Lords is a good game. So was Edgebaston, right? But then, but then Manchester happens where Australia really get away with it, of course, because of the weather. Absolutely pumped in that game, right? And then mm. for the most part, Australia were kind of behind in this game as well, really, up until the point where they're chasing 384 and they're none for 135 or none for 140 by the time uh, Warner yeah. gets out to Wokes on day five um, and the ball changing and all that stuff. But it's just like uh, – it's just uh, like – you get the taste and then it gets taken away from you. And then ultimately Australia lose the game by losing seven for 70 and falling 49 runs short. And it's like, fuck, it was so close. And it's like, it was so close last time and had a chance in headingly as well this time around. So it's like having sort of lost, it feels like three games in a row to lose the ashes. It's like, ah, it's, it's, it goes beyond the story of just sheer numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I just pulled up a, a quote here that, I've always really liked. It's from Malcolm Knox in the Sydney Morning Herald uh, in 2020. Uh, so like May 2020, he wrote, sports are two separate experiences. One is the live drama of the contest as it happens. The other is all the talk that goes on forever after. We live in the moment, but we do more of our living in recollection of the moment. And mm -hmm. like I, you know, I feel like this Ashes has really given some truth to that. There's literally the cricket that happened mm. where the numbers go next to the names. The rules are done in a certain way so that both teams have won two games and they've done some good stuff and they've done some shit stuff and they've made mistakes and they've taken opportunities. Mm. And then you've just got like the, the, the narrative overlay to it, which has just got so many layers of like not only um, kind of rank like a uh, superficial tribalism mm. you know with with a bit of a like a you know english football overlay and australian boorishness and yeah. cheats and that kind of stuff but then you've got like the literal history of nations overlay to it as well mm. and then you've got the kind of freedom that a lot of aussies feel to to really go at the english because a lot of us have english blood so <laughs> is it racism yeah you know like uh, you know like yeah. and uh and you know, like it's it's almost for some of us. It feels to me. I don't know if this is good or bad, but like the 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 actual cricket isn't enough. Like it's the it's all of the talk that goes on afterwards that gets a lot of people off so much. Uh, and I, you know, I think for me, like I've, I sort of resist it a little bit now because mm -hmm. I'm like that was a really good series. Mm. I think two two. Like I don't, you don't argue with two two. The best team always wins because they find a way to win. Right. I respect the rules in that. Like uh, I think basketball is good. I think that more teams are going to explore it. Mm -hmm. I think the Kinks can be ironed out. Uh, the band that is, of course, uh, yeah, 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 Ray Davis and that. Naive, yeah, yeah, uh, and um, <laughs> um, and that's the Kooks. <laughs> but um, indeed, uh, indeed, that was, that was a test. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you. Passed. Uh, <laughs> And um, that was my re that was my uh, alarm for a bit. Then I completely yeah. ruined the song. Yeah, Mass massive mistake. Oh, of course, yeah, massive mistake. You start listening it to, like to it in that tinny eight bit uh, uh, thing yeah. that you paid what twenty two dollars for or something like that um, on a flip phone. But it, but it was just like, um, but it was just then I just ruined the enjoyment of the song because obviously a great mm. song. Mm. Uh, but then like every time you hear the guitar riff, and yeah. then it's like now I'm waking up and no one yeah. wants to wake up ever. Yeah, especially from a daydream like this, like a midsummer night's dream. Shakespeare wrote that at point uh, during a first class oh, game. I remember that now, yeah. yeah. I saw that on stage once. Um, yeah, any, anyway. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, uh, you know, while there's so much in the series where it's that Spider-Man 
meme of both of them pointing at each other. <laughs> I do think one of the key cultural differences was the, the answer to that question of who fucked it more <clears throat> and yeah, why. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. like in Australia, like it's important to get the posture right. You know, like look at a micro moment in cricket. Like mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about grade level. You're in the nets, you miss time a shot and you yell fuck. Yeah. To signal audibly to others that you believe your personal standards are higher. Much higher than that, yeah. Than the shot, even though the reality is the failed shot is precisely your level. Yes, yes. You're trying to signal to people, I have higher standards mm-hmm. than that. Now, as a populace, at a, at a macro level, we're all shouting fuck because we want people to believe that our standards are higher mm-hmm. than what we achieved. I think Australia did well to get 2-2 in this series against yeah. a good England team. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, what yeah. I think, but... That is not part of how we like to set ourselves up, like psychologically. Mm-hmm. And then England, on the other hand, like this is the alternative, weepy, slushy, mawkish <sighs> sentiment and triumphalism over a fucking drawn series at home <laughs> when they normally win. Mm. That's how they roll. And, and it's kind of a compliment to Australia because they still see sometimes Australia as this big, bad, villainous boss. Yes, yes. They haven't been that for a really long time. Right. But I think they like doing that. Uh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's best encapsulated by clearly the best moment of the series, which is all the talk that happens after Kevin Peterson fellating and flagellating Joe Root at Edgebaston <laughs> in the second innings, <laughs> highlighting the feeling yeah. of Joe Root's runs. Yes. Mawkishly sentiment, he's all yes. over you. Yes. And then ponting with the Australian cultural mm. reply of just the autistic mathematic yeah. reality facts of it. Facts of the case. The facts of the case. And I feel like that captured the key cult. That was emblematic in the most, like, um, what's the word? Like microcosm moment Mm -hmm. of the cultural differences between Mm -hmm. both countries in this series. And, like, that innings from Root was good. It was good. But it was was error strewn in the way it got out, and that's why they didn't go all the way. And Mm -hmm. by the same token, he still fucking dominated Australia for that innings. Peterson was right in a way. Australia had no answers, and Mm. they didn't have many answers a lot of the time Mm. to Basball. So – I just felt like we could have actually ended the series with that little co- – I know, I know Ponting dunks on Peterson there, yeah. but, like, I felt like that exchange really summed up how a lot of people wanted to kind of view what happened in the Sashes. Not fully, but yeah. I, I thought it was a nice microcosm. I think as well that uh, my observation of, you know, uh, football culture in England as well is, like, no, no culture celebrates their rivals' failure mm-hmm. more – than the English, they do it so well, you know, mm. like, because obviously, like, you know, in Premier League terms or, you know, European football terms, like, basically like one team does something good a year and the rest complete failure. Oh, yeah. And so, but if your rivals are slightly worse than you, well, then they will suck forever, basically, yeah. right? You feel worse. And so, like, for them to, like, get the, get the, uh, get the leg up or, you know, do well over Australia, they're, of course, their fiercest, strongest rivals in this um, otherwise civilized sport, which you know England gave to the world and indeed mm. us, uh, it is was a gift. It, it, <laughs> it mm. was a gift, and I've not enjoyed the gift <laughs> or the gift <laughs> or the stall gift. Not since Kathy's running it. So uh, yeah, and I, I think that that that's. Um, I just sense like with the visceral minutes as well, and just like some online discourse generally, like the the aggression from like cricket fans in the UK and even like, uh, you know, their commentators to a, to a lesser extent. Well, hang on, what about us? They're just like, they, they've they enjoyed this, like this front foot alpha England that perhaps we've never seen before, certainly not in my lifetime. Yeah. Um, 
they've always been, you know, yeah. wet beta cucks. But yeah. like, but then well, they're wet beta cucks watching some alpha stuff mm. and 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 trying to deal with the like the tease horse chub of it all. And I think for Australia, you know, like we see, <laughs> we see like what's this chub? I feel I must, <laughs> I, must I don't know how to use it. Um, when you see like, you know, as an Australian, when you see egg and bacon ties, you know, hissing at Australian (laughs) players and you see like that guy at the Oval this week, like saying boring to like each Australian, then he gets called out and then he backs down because he shat himself. Yeah. When you see like a guy like throw a grape at Ricky Ponting, Australians are fucking crow's feet deluxe being like, nah, but I know who you are. Like, I know that's not really you except like this new era of... Um, you know, under Ben Stokes, especially like the the kind of leadership, like everything is happy, everything is good, no backward steps, no regrets, no regrets. You know, huh. like we 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 don't we we don't apologize for any mistakes. You know, I will not I will not acknowledge any yeah. mistakes exist. Yeah, it's completely forward all the time, and I feel like it's just been imbued upon the upon the fans themselves. And like, um, I sort of worry a little bit about what the retaliation is going to be like from Australian fans in a couple of years' time because I think like. I can't recall of seeing like England fans and obviously led by Piers Morgan online as well. And this, this is also the, one of the first series where like, it's because it's been so hotly contested and like Twitter's just uh, the, the app formerly known as Twitter X uh, has really been like so much, so much part of the series. It feels like, you know, cause 2005, uh, I think Facebook might've existed, but Twitter and Instagram certainly didn't. So, you know, there wasn't sort of that fierce rivalry online and now, you know, internet um, literacy was much lower back then, generally speaking. But uh, just like the aggression that I've just felt from England fans, I just worried that like when in a couple of years time, Australian fans are going to fucking just go ultra hard at that as well. Cause it gets pretty fucking ugly. I just found like so much of that really embarrassing and, and uh, grim generally speaking. Mm. But, and we'll um, find it embarrassing and grim. When we do it. Well, it's a bit different because what you need to understand about that puzzle is um, (laughs) we sort of get it. (laughs) Uh, It will be boorish and uncouth when we do it. So, yeah, you know, like uh, I I guess we'll see what what, what teams come out in a couple of years' time. You know what? For me, it's going to be interesting. Uh, But, but yeah, you know, this new Alpha England front foot cricket, what's that going to look like? How are we going to respond to that? I guess we'll find out in a couple of years' time. But uh, in the meantime, very confusing. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I just thought it was good. <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, like, uh, yeah. um, yeah. what I want to get into this beers thing in a second, though. Just to, just to, just to fucking, you know, punish and sabotage ourselves like masochistically, just yeah, to throw okay. another one out. Should there. we break that down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because break, someone's lying. Break it down from <laughs> I think maybe six tweets and the headline of a Fox Sports article, yeah. which actually makes me gravitate more towards England side of the th- side of things. But okay, uh, okay. I just also see Malcolm Conn and Braddock have also written for the Age and the SMH, so they've reported the same thing. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. T- tilts it back on, yeah, yeah. Both sides of the. And uh, I've said, oh, yeah, I've, yeah. Blue ties, red ties. Yeah, that's, that's right. No, I've seen the um, Aussie press referred to by the UK journalists as, as the usual. The usual The usual suspects. suspects yeah. Or some of the usual yeah. suspects are yeah. going to say, <laughs> this is what happened. All right. Just hold that for a second. So we'll say something yeah. nice. Okay. Like, uh, I enjoyed the contrasting styles of both teams, the shithousery, mm-hmm. the deeply rare experience of two nations. And the cricket world, like fully immersed in long form cricket, mm-hmm. you know, in our little tent, enjoying it at like fully and without, uh, you know, fear or irony. Like that everyone was in it, that, and I think everyone understood there's a certain poignancy to it. 
Yeah. Uh, People really felt it deeply for sure. That's right. And it's rare. And I think that although there's like, a, you know, slings and arrows across both like countries, that that energy has to be somehow harnessed to like keep more shit like this going. I don't know how. Mm. Um, I'm happy to reveal that at our live show, Ricky Ponting suggested that we literally pay all players the same amount of money across different countries. I don't think he understood that that is literally socialism, uh, but he could be right, you know. Uh, but there's something in the energy of it mm. that has like that means we should continue to try and do shit like this, but with other countries. Uh, and like it was chaos, there was order, pleasure and pain of long-form cricket. I thought both sides were really tenacious in their own way. Like England have come from 2-0 down to save it. It could have been euphoria for them if it weren't for their own weather. Right. You know, right. that's amazing. That's yeah. just good. That's fucking good for yep. them to do that. Uh, and Australia has won two tests away from home when they don't normally win. And two of both of those games were in and of themselves such sensational games. And we right. got to be there. We were lucky to be there at Edgebaston mm. uh, and and Lords as well, you mm. know. So I think a lot both sides can be pleased with themselves if they want to be. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny how in our culture we're going to be like, uh, most, you know, we'll be like, ah, oh, but it could have been better. We could have gone up one more rung. You yeah. Know? This, is, this is capitalism. I can do, I have more? I do think that whichever side of the fence or the pond that you're listening to this from, you need to understand is that your viewpoint is right and that you were wronged by the other team in quite nefarious uh, circumstances. That's the great cricket philosophy, and yeah, that's correct. Yes, that's and it's a better—it's right. a better that's way right. to live. Now, let's talk about the. It, it's, beer. A, it's actually shameful how the opposition to the team you like performed and, and acted. Beers. So about the beers. Uh, so as, uh, as far as we understand, <laughs> all all that all that cuckery from me said. <laughs> I don't know what that was. As far as we understand, from a couple of tweets. Uh, mm. So. <clears throat> Australia and England historically have a have a beer after the series. Yeah, and uh, there's a, and there's a photo, and it kind of it actually has a a soothing effect on everyone who sees it. I've just yeah. remembered that we actually call for a photo. Yeah, and we try to set one up. Yep, you know that's 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 where we're we're diminished by this. Yeah, by, by what's happened. Yeah, there'll be several YouTube comments now saying, "Oh, boys didn't get the photo right, did they?" Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where other people knew that would happen. Yeah, but yeah, tweet, tweets, tweets emerging from uh, press, both sides, saying that, uh, well, you know, this, this is how it's been reported, uh, depending on who you believe. But Australia are in the change rooms, uh, hanging around to have the traditional post-series drink with the English, right? Um, to the point where they, according to some reports. You know, close to the team, mm. whatever. You know that I, I I would believe it personally, but you know that's that's my side of the pond. Uh, that they made six entreaties, mm. half uh, a dozen, six entreaties to the English dressing room, mm. uh, requesting those beers. Um, it got to the point where Steve Smith poked his head into the change room multiple times. Uh, but the the England team was not forthcoming. Now, the other side of the story uh, is that with Australia having left after those six attempts to have a drink with England, mm. England have said in return 
that they were simply conducting uh, various presentations uh, upon players' retirements. As they and, always do. and uh, Yeah, and otherwise, and were quite keen for a beer with Australia once those presentations right. had finished and were disappointed to learn disappointed. that Australia yeah. had got out early. Yeah. Now, you know. Just a simple it's, misunderstanding. It's a, it, it's, it could just be a simple misunderstanding. Mm. I mean, I know when I ask six times if you want a beer. Sorry, like, this is what's being put forward. So, that, so let's just say, for starters, there's... Someone's lying. Yeah. Let's just well, say that's so, what I was going to say. Let's yeah. like, like, so I see three yeah. options, right? Okay. All right. Three are like one, Australia's telling the truth. They want to have a beer with England. Mm. England have fucked them off. Yeah. And England have um, have excused themselves by saying, no, no, we're doing retirement stuff, but they didn't want the beer. Yeah. Right. As they, as as they said a couple of tests ago. As they said a couple of tests ago. But then yeah. after that, they said they would have a test or whatever. Story, story but, change. But they, yeah, they put yeah, it out yeah. there at, at yeah. one point. But oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So they've lied. They've yeah. bullshitted and gone, oh, we're doing retirements, but they didn't want to fucking go near the Aussies. They didn't want to Scooby Doo. They didn't want to Scooby Doo. Then there's a second option where England are earnestly doing these retirements and presentations. They're focusing on their own team. That's right. And guys in Families in dressing rooms as well. Both teams. Both teams, yeah. And they're under aware of Australia's entreaties. No, yep. no. Oh, no, text messages could have been yeah. sent or anything Music like that. Music playing, knock on the yeah. door, can't yeah. hear it. Can't hear it yeah. or anything. Uh, yeah. Steve Smith is is lying about popping his head in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, And I didn't see it because we're focused on our team. Yeah. And then they're, they're um, you know, like rudely made aware that Australia has left. Yeah. Right, so that's They've the second option. Yeah. The third option that's been put forward is that it's all a misunderstanding. Just a misunderstanding. Now, that is the least likely option ever. <laughs> that, is, that is, there is no, has ever, anyone has ever been in a change room, yeah. a cricket change room post-play when there is the consideration <laughs> of will there be a beer with yeah, the opposition? Right. There is no world no where world. two groups of people mm-hmm. where there's 50 of them yeah. involved, I'd have to say, <laughs> on both. And, and no one so, spots it. They are ships in the night. <laughs> no one sees anyone. They're shit, they're shit. You've been the over, the over a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> the shits are fucking next to each other. And it's also, it's also 10.30 at night, so everything's lit up. No, yeah. Everything's lit up. The entire yeah. 50 have gone. Yeah. 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 So it's basically like the Titanic's sinking. They yeah. should have flared. Yeah. That, that passing ship would just go, they're having a good time in yeah. there. <laughs> Someone pops their head into the Aussie room. Yeah. They're all gone. They haven't seen anything. Cleaned yeah. up. Yeah. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. So... Uh, I have seen it suggested that it's just all a misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Bullshit. So <laughs> somebody's bullshitting, yeah. which then leads you to conclude, surely, that there are more hijinks going on. More hijinks. Uh, I'm, I'm personally disappointed, uh, but that actual personality doesn't belong on this podcast. <laughs> what belongs on it is the shithousery. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I believe Australia. Yeah. You think Australia is going like has has lied about popping its head in six I, times? I just cannot be- like the the number was specified as like half a dozen or six or whatever. It's yeah. too specific. It's yeah. Like and like also after six, at some point you're going to be like these guys don't want to. They with don't want to be with us. Yeah. yeah. So we're just going to. Do you think Australia? Do you we're, honestly we're think Australia? Like, let's we have Australia decided we don't want to be with them, but let's make it look like we did. Yeah. And so tell a few journos. Now yeah. we, we we tried six times, but they yeah. got the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like, I that, wouldn't have thought so. You reckon that's yeah. what's, what's the what's most likely? Yeah. It's I reckon most likely, most likely the team that said they didn't, even though right. things have changed. Yeah. 
And they said uh, it's most likely. I, I would imagine it's the baseball team mm. um, completely sucking themselves off. Yeah, for, as they have for the a, entire for a, series. A, yeah, sucking themselves as is their off, want. As is their want. Yes, but it's a it's a self suck off. It's a self suck off for hours. And there is antipathy towards the Australian team. Yep. Uh, masters a bit of self-suck-off stuff. Yep. We'll have a beer with you when we're ready, yeah. gents. Mm-hmm. And uh, and because it wasn't on Australia's watch, there's like, well, pack them. I don't know. I think that's most likely, Pezza. Do you think – For do you, me. Do you, you know what's most but likely? But I would say that, wouldn't I? I think England was – Happy to have a beer with Australia, but just when England was ready and might have left it long enough to dare Australia to leave, and so the narrative can continue. Like, so England can say, we would have had a beer with you, and I bet half a dozen of them at least are circuiting right now as we record, just like last time when Joe Root and Travis Head and um, Alex Carey got in trouble by the police at about (laughs) 11am. Guys like having beers together. Yeah. I'm just sad that we didn't get that shot because I, I think I think the shot of the teams together could have, uh, you know, they just could have e- e- eased the tension. <laughs> it was yeah. in the air. Yeah. Well, it still exists. Still exists. Obviously, tensions were pretty hot. I'm sure you've heard the uh, story about uh, YJB heading in at the, uh, the old tea room there at Laws and just absolutely uh. fucking blowing up deluxe. Hey, that was three test matches ago. Lots changed since then. Anyway, it's all a bit fucking grim, isn't it? Just have a beer. Yeah, just beer would have been nice. What do you want to talk about now? Do you want to talk about like the game or like the series itself? Do you want to talk about like performances or some shit? Or do you want to talk about like did they do it against our boys? Oh, I think that has to be that has to be dealt with because that that was the big question. Yeah, I'd like to see them do it against our boys, and I did like seeing them do it against our boys sometimes. Yeah, I mean that's it, isn't it? You and I did say consistently for about a year, it's like yeah, they probably will, but you know, but then we got everyone on board to say you know they won't, but then they did. So. Then we got Logan Roy to say it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. How'd you guys get that? Uh, yeah. ah, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> the, the, the answer's boring. Um, did we come to an answer there of who fucked it more and why? Um, or was it just both? I, th- I think I think kind of the answer is both. I, I think England fucked it more, which is my compliment to them. Because England uh, because played I think, better. I, I yeah. think they played England, better for England, longer. England outplayed Australia yeah. the last three they, they test matches, really. They did more things to win yeah. test matches. Mm. I felt like Australia was a bit smash and grab, uh, which I don't think is – I think is a completely valid way of winning a game. I, th- I thought it was a bit sort of um, Mourinho low, they did, they low did, block. They didn't smash and grab the second game. They I, No. The, 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 you know, um, but the – they, f- were, they were ahead. Yeah, they were ahead. England were one for 180, but, yeah, like they true. exploited um, – True, true. They, they exploited, you know, like they exploited England's, uh, you know, like excesses of, of baseball. Right. And uh, I think England fucked it more, which is not – I don't mean it to sledge them. I actually mean it because I thought they had they had – a better style of cricket to win the series, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I think a couple of its, um, while it was still figuring out its own, like the iteration of baseball or whatever you want to call it, against Australia, Australia took full toll of that, mm. which is to Australia's credit. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I find the whole like, um, it's like a like a paradox with like the whole like, oh, you bottled it at two 0 Australia. When people say that, it's sort of revealing they. Like they expected Australia to do it from there, but I, right. I, I really, I really wasn't. I mm. thought Australia was, was 
was doing very well to be 2-0 up. Yeah, I still felt like Australia had to like grab key moments and then yeah. at the end they didn't because England just played better in yeah. the end, you know. So I was just thinking about, obviously Stuart Broad's retired and announced his retirement the day before the last day. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking top me head <laughs> about, you know, when, when, when Warner McGrath retired from Australia and how big a gap that was for Australia for nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like England won't, have that same gap in the side as what Broad has created. Obviously, Anderson's mm. still playing. but um, And the reason I say that is because England always have good bowls in England. You know, like, for instance, like mm. Ollie Robertson's mm. record in in, uh, in Sasha Cricket generally, but especially mm. in England, is fantastic. And, you know, Broad's contributions overseas, I actually don't know his record specifically, but I can't think of a time when he's come out to Australia, for instance, and, like, completely dominated. I think he's always outperformed Jimmy Anderson, for instance, mm. against Australia. In fact, his mm. record does suggest that. But, you know, I, I don't um, I don't think that England will, like, find this hole because, like, they, they just will always have good bowls in England because of what the ball does. And, like, you know, if you find the four best quicks in England, yes. they're going to be pretty fucking good with a Duke yes. ball. Um, whereas Australia, you know, because McGrath and Warren – they had such good records away from home as well. Uh, and, of course, you know, incredible in Australia. Like, that would just be a bigger gap to fill. But, like, undeniably, Stuart Broad in this series just gave us, like, just all the trauma of, like, everything he's ever given me as an Australian fan mm. since he's come into the side and, like, all the memories. Like, he's just added – I feel like he's added, like, 10, 12, 15 memories for an England fan – of what he's done this series, you know, even the way he batted at Lords, where he was gutting out with um, Ben Stokes at the same time, just even stuff like, um, you know, the the record against Warner, which started in 2019, sort of carried on, uh, particularly uh, Headingley, where he got worn out twice. The round, the wicket stuff to left-handers, obviously Australia's got 15 left-handers in the side. The, um, you know, the, the shithousery after the Bairstow thing where he was being pantomime villain and he was sliding his bat in extra. He was talking to Alex Carey about, like, you know, you'll always be remembered for that. Mm. Adding to the, uh, you know, the, the 2013 Ashes where he nicks it uh, off Ago and doesn't walk. And, um, and, uh, and then also just adding things like, you know, six off the last ball, wicket off the last ball, all that kind of not stuff. Uh, and then a, a new thing, a new thing of, uh, you know, flipping the bales around, which I've just never heard of any sort of uh, luck of the Irish or apparently it's an Australian thing. Never seen it before. Never heard about it before. Oh, but he's good, mate. And he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. But it's just, just like he, he just gave both sets of fans everything times 10 of what he's always given. And yeah. it's just like, what a fucking perfect send off to like, I think Ponting described him perfectly as like the ultimate Ashes competitor um, because his record, I don't know what he averages at 27, something, 28, 26. Oh, in test cricket, in test cricket. All, all round. Yeah. Do you know? Like I actually looked this up today then I forgot. I think it is like a, it's a, you're looking at high twenties. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like for, I mean, it's 604 test wickets is, is the main marker there. Obviously lots of people have got less than that average, but 20, um, 27, 27, 27. So, you know, it's yeah, good. I think in his last, he, since since the headband since, since 2020 he's averaged 24 yeah 200 wickets or 24 good. so he's improved yeah at that time so that's a very very nice tribute to Stuart Broad um, Dom C has written in he goes yeah, what as they well um, I think this is for balance and it's an information exchange he's just he actually wrote into our website <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> got a got a crow's feet for you he wrote. <clears throat> Sections of the English media intimating that they understand the Australian zeitgeist so well that they know that if Stuart Broad was playing for us, he would be our favourite player. 
No disrespect to a very fine cricketer, but the Australian public typically has very little time for players who come across as the aloof, privately educated type that care a little too much <laughs> about their appearance. However, maybe I'm giving these parts of the English media too little credit. Maybe what they are really suggesting is that had Stuart Broad endured a childhood in Australia learning to tall poppy everyone around him, learning to suppress any desire to celebrate his own personal success and learning to be ashamed of his dreams, then he would have been Australia's favourite cricketer. In this case, <laughs> they might have been on the right track. Yeah, <laughs> But actually, we all know that jaded 29-year-olds would have broken that kid as he came through the ranks, and blokes who bowl medium paces don't make it out of fours. Yeah. Truth is, Aussie Stewart would have been loved by his teammates and a good laugh at cargo most Saturdays, but by now would be working in finance, struggling with intimacy, wishing his dad would call more. Yeah, relatable content there. And that's a, that's a, that's a gag on Australia, really. It's, yeah, uh, that, yeah. yeah that, I think that is actually a much, more, gonna be true. a much more accurate uh, mm. kind of assessment of what had ha- what would have happened if Stuart Broad <laughs> was Australian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he would have been in a different system. Yeah, yeah. wouldn't a copper, copper bloke averaging twenty seven point six eight. Why well, say that? Ah, well, you know. I like him. I'd like to get him on the show. Yeah, I think I think I think we do a good chat. I think it'd be a good chat. I think it'd be a good chat. Listening, Brody. Well, I guess we'll never know now. Um. Uh, Wokes wins the Miller Compton medal. The Compton Miller medal. What's doing here? They, 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 there's a player of the series for both sides. For both sides. What the fuck's that shit? But then, but then, so Joe Root got it for England. So Andrew McDonald nominated what? Joe Root for the England player, and then Stark was nominated by McCullum. But then I've seen that Wokes has been given the Compton Miller medal. So it's three different that, awards. That was the press. The press. The did press one. one. Yeah. So yeah. it's three players of the series. Yeah. This I feels mean, all very like participation awards. Shit. Yeah. It's a big old no and from then me. I, and then Stokes and Cummins share the LV trophy, whatever yeah. the fuck that fuck is. that is. Why do they t- and then Australia's got two other trophies in front of it. It's got a replica own that it'd have 495 at the bottom of it. <laughs> and, then it's got the, and then it's got the crystal one. Like that, a Waterford's crystal. A Waterford's crystal and yeah. a bottle of champagne comes yeah. to even bother touching <laughs> as the urn didn't even make it above teeth It was level. a fucking yellow glen, wasn't it's it? That's right. He just went up. So, yeah, I don't even know if he got his teeth out for the smile. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know what the fuck was going on there. Mm-hmm. Let's Let's – Let's just have a player of the series mm. and who holds the fucking urn. Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> My point was going to be that Wokes played well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was yeah, good. Yeah, he did. He I, I, I don't like uh, – there's no, there's no denying it. Uh, he and – I think I saw a quote from Wood saying – Wokesy and I have won the series 2-0 or something, <laughs> or something like that. Wokesy and I 2-0. And, uh, good. You know, that was, that was a huge – Inclusion for England and yeah, what Wokes was just amazing, and it's kind of cool with all the chat about ideology and philosophy that like uh, you know, and and an English seamer just yeah. did the business yeah. in England. Absolutely, you know, that, uh, that's that's a reverse kind of safety for me. I recognise mm. that. I don't have to squint my eyes. Or mm. I have to think abstractly. I'm like, oh yeah, I know, I, I know, that, I know yeah. those shapes, mm. I know those shapes and patterns, and I know wouldn't, wouldn't play fours here, but know, just yeah. absolute killer. I know those sounds. Yeah, yeah, mate. Jack, please, the, Jack the Ripper over there. Absolutely. Please come in at Adelaide, Brisbane. Do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah. Obviously, you guys will be asleep, so you won't watch it. I won't remember it. it. Doesn't matter. Um, that's all good. But yeah, yeah coming in England, you know, colour saturation stuff. Yeah. Runs you know. as well. Yep. Oh yeah, you're coming with a bat. Yeah, well, we're into the, we're into the towel. No, we're not. Mm-hmm. That's that's England. Uh, so that so that's that's cool. But I'm also like, can you be a player of the series when you when you come in the third test? Like, not his fault. He just came in and he he was amazing. Yep. I was like, I, I need. What does that mean? 
what does that mean about selection? I, 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 yeah. I, I, want, I just want, I want them. Sure. I want a mainstay to get sure. there. And I'm not, sure. it, it should be him. It should be him. But yeah. I just want to. Well, I actually think in many ways that Mark Wood should be playing the series because he was the one who got the ball changed on day four <laughs> when, he, when he hit Quadra in the head oh, and knocked I it out see. of shape. You see, because you're, you're like uh, that, that, that style of analysis, that's one thing we've come to learn throughout this whole series as well. Yeah, is what's there's that? a lot of a lot of fuckwits on YouTube <laughs> of, yeah. of the eight thousand five hundred things that happen yeah. across a test series. They actually are able to pinpoint the one thing that one actually thing. changed one weird the trick. series. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that, no, that's true. Yeah, Wood got the Wood got the ball changed. That was the one thing that happened. It was also uh, something that we learnt as well is that if you just call, like if you just see something with your eyes and then you just say a fact, it actually can only be that you are rattled or a rattlesnake oh, yeah, yeah. because you are basically whinging, complaining, or moaning, if you yeah, will. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that something's gone wrong against your team. Yes. You know. Oh yeah. If you submit a complaint about yes. some yes. some uh thing that happened in the game yeah. that you believe is um un you know uh I don't I'm just so afraid to say even unjust or unfair mm. or incor- an incorrectly applied law mm. of the game, you are immediately a whinger. Uh, yeah. So to be a win- <laughs> uh, but across across palms and Aussies, of course, yeah, that's what I'm uh, saying. Inverted commas. Mm. So that's something to bear in mind as well. Yes, uh, a lot of learnings. I also learned that also through comments. Sorry, mate. That's right. Uh, just saying this off air. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily like TGC audience or fans, but um, just we, we have the privilege. I'm not going to say what I've been saying off air. Don't worry. <laughs> sort of want to. But, um, <laughs> Um, no, like we have the rare privilege of, um, you know, like coming across a lot of different perspectives and viewpoints just as we uh, very narcissistically and sadly troll comments until you realise you can't do it anymore for your own mental health right, yeah, or yeah. ill health. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, you realise how, just how many dumb cunts there are <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I really don't want to, like, perhaps yeah. that is snobby, you know, and perhaps it's immature and unsophisticated hey, and all those things may be true. Right, baby. But people who are listening, they will know in deep down in their loins, it is frightening how many dumb cunts are out there. I don't mean people you disagree with. I just mean the general construction or syntax of sure. a sentence, yeah. uh, a perspective, yep. uh, and the confidence that sits underneath, mm. you know, confidence of ignorance stuff. Oh, slam dunk stuff. Oh, I'm just, you're just getting dunked on. Yeah. Yeah. Point scoring online also, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, like, we're, we're just wrapping the series. Yeah. Yeah, I just, 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 just saying. That's just, a, that's just something I've observed. Do you want to talk about anything else uh, in the Ashes, like Australian perspective, or, you know, where, where do you think Cummins should hold his um, his uh, resignation conference? Silver water. Silver water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you thinking orange jumpsuit? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in case there's people feel there's been, like, too much focus on the the – you know, English cultural observations. I mean, we we just go the other way here. Nothing's good. Nothing's ever good nah. in cricket. Nah. You know, you come home. You come home with the urn. You actually win a match almost single handedly at Edgebaston. Yes, you no, didn't. I never thought it would happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, cha- change the game with his bowling at the Oval. Really, to give Australia a sniff. Uh, there's a six for in there at Headingley. I think mm. losing side, so that's nude. And uh, yeah. You, you get the World Test Championship in the end, but it's mm. silver water and, and jumpsuits. And uh, I've got a genuine question yeah. for you. Um, how long do you think this Ashes will live in the memory in terms of um, 
like spurning things forward for uh, the enjoyment of test cricket. What series? <laughs> I'm a goldfish. <laughs> Actually, mate, last night we were like, uh, you know, staying up to catch everything to, you know, just in case. Show, just in case. Just and, in uh, case. And then I saw the, um, you know, the like the Stokes innings at Lords. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. On replay. Yeah. Right. They were replaying that. And, uh, I got so frightened because he's on he's on about eighty or ninety, and I'm like, I can't remember how many he got, and I'm like, this is one of the all time gradings, one of my favorite innings of all time. Yeah, and I'm right, like, right. I don't, I don't remember when this ends. Uh, you know? And I'm like, that's concerning. <laughs> that is concerning for all this stuff about God. It's a good series. Like yeah. we should all do a test in like three months' time. Yeah. It's going to be part of a broader sort of, uh, you know, Harvard experiment on the impact of social media on memory. Absolutely, but. Uh, well, there's the 100 starting today. Um, there's obviously the 50-over World Cup, and then before you know it, Australia's next test match uh, is in December. And then the actual next test match played anywhere in the world is in November between, I think it's Bangladesh and New Zealand. Yeah, cannot wait. Cannot wait for that one. Cannot uh, wait for that can one. Can we talk just briefly about our personal experience, you know, like of doing all of this shit? Not like really, doing, mate, no. No? Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I, I didn't want to either. I was just offering it uh, as an as a opportunity uh, <laughs> i think so yeah. major league cricket sorry yeah let's let, let's uh let's do it well i got to go to the uk yeah that, that was nice um got to do some live shows mm-hmm. that was uh that was that was pretty cool yeah for more people than ever yep um crow's feet was given life yeah some people liked it turned up in the the Guardian match report, uh, like <laughs> yeah, day's yeah. observations. Yes, uh, a couple times. A couple times. Yeah. Very, various journalists and friends of the show. Um, we'll <laughs> always, we'll always have Edge Baston. Yes, we will. Um, we will. We'll always have, uh, you know, Isha Gua uh, saying she can't wait, wait to see and hear our pieces. Yeah, for the BBC. Yeah, for that's BBC. right. That's right. So that was a cool interview. That was cool. Yeah. Um, TMS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Always have doing a show in a. In a chapel, and um, and saying I always thought Jesus Christ was signalling wide in a chapel, <laughs> uh, and that Hitler was just signalling buys. <laughs> we'll always have we'll always have Glenn Maxwell answering seventy five percent of his questions in a Justin Langer accent. Uh, we did have some we'll, good times. We'll, we'll always, we'll always have that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let's hope it's not four years before we go back again. Though, of course, you know, uh, I guess it, it'll, it'll be when it'll be. But um, yeah, that it, it was, it was of course like really special for us personally. Uh, just two idiots from the internet uh, to get to experience what a wonderful series it was, especially the the beginning part where it was good for our team. Mm. Um, yeah, but just to see the faces again, you know, see our friends. Uh, who come onto the show? We mm. actually see them in got real to go life. In the shower with Phil Salt. We got, to, yep, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, all, all of it was just wonderful. Then I'm um, just just coming home and then just being on UK time zone and basically not sleeping for the last uh, three four weeks. And then uh, yeah, um, just going all the way with it. And also just having the support of the audience as well. We found uh, so many more people have discovered us through mm. YouTube or the BBC or maybe uh, live shows or whatever. So that's been really cool for us as well. And um, yeah, that, I mean, that's just always exciting and just to share. Uh, our experience with the cricket with more people is just a, a generally cool thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, to everyone who came to the live shows especially, that was really, really special for us in Manchester, Leeds, London, and Birmingham, of course. Um, 
just like just really treasured memories and uh and yeah mate uh and and to share for me to share that with you as well was uh yeah we've we've had we've had an amazing year where we've um we obviously toured australia uh once again uh we went to india and now we went to the uk so it's been uh it's been fucking whirlwind but um and not just whirlwind it's been fucking whirlwind <laughs> that's um, true yeah what sort of whirlwind but uh, at the same time none of it matters and i don't really remember much of it so um oh absolutely 2.92 yeah. fuck off yeah, fm yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that was uh, it. Was good. It was good. Well, to that end, listen to this. And then would have had to have a a real think around the the spirit of the game and would I want to potentially win a game with something like that happening? And it would be no. Would you have withdrawn it? It would be no. First thing needs to be said. It is out. It would be no. Would you have withdrawn it? It would be no, no. You know, moments like that are set up for Johnny Besto. It would be no. What did you think of um, the treatment that you got in the long run? Pretty mad, wasn't it? Pretty mad, wasn't it? It would be no. I think some of them might lose their membership over the way they behave. Pretty mad, wasn't it? The way they behave. Pretty mad, wasn't it? It would be no. I think they were just quite aggressive and abusive towards some of our players. Pretty mad, wasn't it? Yeah, I know the MCC weren't too happy with it. would be known. Members here are normally fantastic, really welcoming. Are we in danger of seeing man cats or underarm bowling? Depends how flat the wickets get. It would be known. such a thing as the spirit of cricket it would be no it would be no moments like that are set up for Johnny Burstow I mean it's, it's, it strikes me as just being fucking insane that he's still the wicketkeeper I mean I, I don't I've never seen him kick this badly before moments like that are set up for Johnny Burstow like it's, it's not even county level which which as we know is third grade triggered moments like that are set up for Johnny Burstow they've won with like a, a fourth grader yeah. keeping for them Is there such a thing, or do you believe in such a thing as the spirit of cricket? Yep. Let's talk about West Indies in India, uh, who are uh, so West Indies drew uh, West Indies drew this second Test match. Uh, I want to say, and I will be saying that uh, that was in Port of Spain, which was where we left. Uh, last time on this show. Now they're in a they're in a three ODI test three ODI test. What am I talking about? <laughs> they're in a three ODI series at the moment of two of which has been played. Then they go and play five T twenties. Uh, as I mentioned before on a previous week's show, they're playing the last uh, two games at Lauderhill, which is in the states. Um, but uh, those those are the T twenties which start in the, uh, next week. Um, so anyway, so in the first ODI. Uh, India won the game by five wickets, but then finally the West Indies have won an ODI. Of course, they're not qualifying for the ODI World Cup in India later this year, which is a great shame for uh, West Indies cricket, but also world cricket, I feel like, because they bring so much. But they lost games in that tournament for the uh, World Cup qualifiers to Zimbabwe, to Netherlands, and to... Who else they lose to? Was it Scotland? Someone else. Uh, A a significant run of uh, lack of form 
is not good language, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Uh, anyway, but they, they've won the second ODI against India in Bridgetown. Uh, India batted first and made 181 all out of 40 overs. Uh, and then the West Indies chase them down in 36 overs, thanks to Shy Hope, who's skippering with 63. Uh, and that is going to lead me into um, Major League Cricket Pairs, if I will. Uh, because I know people are absolutely desperate to talk about bilateral ODI series. But the reason I want to talk about Major League Cricket is because they've already played the final of Major League Cricket. It's only a two-week tournament. And it was MI New York against Seattle Orcas. Seattle Orcas batted first, made 183 for nine, thanks to Quinton the Cox, 87 up the top for Seattle. And then MI New York chased it down in 16 overs. Mm. So Stephen Taylor opened the batting, zero. Uh, Cheyenne Jangho, 10. Dewal Brevis, 20. Tim David, 10. Nicholas Purin, 137 off 55 <laughs> with 10 fours and 13 sixes, hitting him at 249. Friend of the show, Nicky P. Nicky P. Obviously, West Indian great, who actually was captaining uh, the West Indies during the World Cup qualifiers, um, unfortunately for him. But, uh, yeah, just a fucking insane innings there at the end of Major League Cricket Season 1, which you'd imagine is only going to get bigger. Uh, there's also talk about uh, the 100 and the uh, how much longer that's got left, given Major League Cricket already bumping up against it. And to that end, um, so uh, MI New York obviously had um, Rashid Khan playing for them, who took three for nine in the final against Seattle Lockers. He was supposed to then leave that night to go and play for the Trent Rockets in the 100. He had a three-game stint. Uh, locked in for the 100 side. He has since pulled out with an injury, which is not specified just yet, but he will now not be playing in the 100. Uh, for the women, uh, from an Australian perspective, uh, Elisa Healy and Elise Perry have also pulled out of their teams uh, in the women's 100. So uh, not ideal for the 100, uh, which, as I said earlier, starts today. But uh, there you go. There's some other cricket happening in the world right now. Uh, what do you want to go with there? Just nonstop. MLC, you really enjoyed it? Mate, I think that you covered that fantastically. Thanks. These are, uh, these are facts of things that happen, and uh, we have the rest of our lives to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's definitely true. Uh, all right, before we get into hashtag RCDSC, we need to thank our dear friends Budgie Smuggler. Budgie Smuggler have been supporting TJC throughout the ashes. It's budgiesmuggler.com or budgiesmuggler.com.au. Budgie Smuggler is searching for the final four contestants to compete in the final of the world's most ordinary rig, which is held in Australia this November. Here's how you enter if you want to do that. Also, you can go to uh, Budgie Smuggler's Instagram page. If you've used the internet before, you know how to find Budgie Smuggler on Instagram. All you got to do is post a picture of yourself or a mate in smugglers at peak ordinariness. Mm-hmm. Then you use the hashtag, hashtag world's most ordinary rig, and then you at or tag Budgie Smuggler or Budgie Smuggler UK or Budgie Smuggler France. The final 10 will win a trip to Sydney in Australia, of course, with a mate. The world's most ordinary rig winner wins 10K Aussie cash a 12-month Budgie Smuggler modelling contract and the title of World's Most Ordinary Rig. That's how you do it. You post a picture of you or a mate in Smugglers. You use the hashtags there, and then that's how you enter. It's as simple as that, budgiesmuggler.com. Go and find them on Instagram and social media, generally speaking, right now. Got to thank Budgie Smuggler. This is the last um, podcast we'll be doing for, I guess, until maybe the World Cup starts later this year, right? Um, 
And it will pick we'll pick it up just before then. But we'll yes, it up just it'll before. be a couple of months. Um so Budgie Smuggler have got back on board with us. Where we see they've been longtime partners of ours and then uh, and then they got back on board with us uh for the beginning of the Ashes. So it's now been uh it was actually before the World Test Championship, is that right? Do we have them for the World Test Championship as well? So it's been about two months basically. We were we've cricket.com for World Test Championship. Of course but we were. yeah, that just was a before test. before <laughs> it was a test match. It was at the Oval. Yeah, that's, uh, that was a test match. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was actually it was actually the ultimate test. Yeah, what, what format was that game? Now yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we can't. We just from the bottom of our hearts um, cannot thank Budgie Smuggler enough for their support during these Ashes series. I uh, really hope that the audience uh, understands, you know, our love for for Budgie Smuggler and our admiration for them as a business. And uh, and Linny Adam Limforth, the CEO, has just been, um, you know, I, I actually don't think there's any been anybody more materially instrumental in TGC's mm. um, or like our opportunity to develop what we're doing right from the very start you know he's jumped back on board for the ashes but really from the start of tgc uh as something where there might be some bunts involved to keep it going Linny has really been the driving force and uh to to jump back on when he did covid was hard for a couple of years for all of us you know you you can't imagine that many people buying swimwear Mm. at the time Mm. uh to jump back on when he did to support us you know to bring everyone here our Ashes coverage, which people have been so complimentary of and, and been so kind about, uh, you know, he deserves a huge amount of credit and uh, the best way that credit can be, um, I guess, uh, paid forward is for people to, you know, get around Budgie Smuggler when it comes to purchasing their swimwear or any apparel for that matter. Mm-hmm. Or if you are somewhat of an exhibitionist and and in turn have an ordinary rig yep. to get involved in the world's most ordinary rig parade uh, and and contest because I've been there a couple of times, both with an ordinary rig, but also just to the event. And uh, it's a really, it's a really <laughs> more than a couple of times with a rig. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hell of an occasion. So get around it. Um, massive thanks to Buddy Smuggler. Anyone who is a fan of TGC is um, by extension, a fan of, of Budgie, a great Australian brand who have been just so supportive of us. Uh, so Big tip of the uh, the cap to Linny, and this actually is a budgie cap saying "Je suis ordinaire," Indeed I and I, and I am, and I have been on this show in particular. Um, we also, uh, before we get into hashtag RCDC, need to talk about Shane Watson winning the end of battle, and we that's do. also come in from a comment from uh, let's call him Piers M. Yeah, uh, who's, who's written them before on hashtag RCDC? Well, I know. I mean, look, only after, after only only, only the the most. Um, notorious online entities get behind uh you know that's right. winning the inner battle and uh, right. the watson family um are very enterprising people that they are in all seriousness um lee and shane there uh, obviously when they were sitting down and, and figuring out their marketing plan mm. for winning the inner battle obviously said so, well tgc of course yeah. uh, just to, just to get it in front of the audience the other one is to go uh, to go to his peers morgan yeah uh, so peers morgan um tweeted uh i'm gonna say two weeks ago and he just wrote, parking Ashes-related partisanship for a moment to promote a brilliant new book by Aussie legend Shane Watson, a great insight into the elite mentality needed to win at top-level sport and life by one of cricket's toughest competitors, order here. Now, I don't know how powerful you have to be to compel Piers Morgan to park Ashes partisanship, yeah. but I... I am very afraid of Watto now. Yeah. Probably more afraid than I originally was, and that was quite a lot, mm. to be honest. Just when you see the, the rig on it and stuff, he would never go to the ordinary rig uh, ever. No, uh, Watto. But no. uh, 
whatever strings he's pulling or whatever kind of power he has now, I don't know if it's Dhoni stuff mm. or whatever, but to essentially persuade or compel Piers Morgan yeah. to park Ash's partisanship yeah. to promote the book, that says to me that that, that, is a, that is a powerful fucking book. That's a powerful book. Uh, it's a powerful man. Yeah, powerful book by a powerful man. Powerful fuck uh, dog. Um, in all seriousness, if you're getting ready for this cricketing summer, and I know a lot of you out there are yeah. in Australia, yeah. uh, so if you're in England, it's over for you. The summer's done, uh, believe me, <laughs> uh, in terms of what you can achieve. Um, but, okay, yeah, 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 I'm back on yeah, board now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I know a lot of you will be getting ready for a cricketing summer in Australia, and you may be sort of thinking – I might actually, I might have a look at this sort of baseball star cricket yeah, or whatever. Look, but either way, whatever, whatever you want to do, however you want to play it. Unlock me mind. I know no no one will say it out loud or even maybe even to themselves. But I'm, so. I'm, and I'm, but I'm speaking to the great deep subconscious or unconscious of those people out there who yeah. are like, I would like to play my best ever cricket this summer. I know yeah. there are people out there like that. Um, well, every single person will be. Ex- they'll, say, they'll say, this is my summer. This is my summer. I'm not going to change anything. It, exactly. But we're giving them the opportunity yeah. to change something. If you're sitting there thinking, I'm going to do exactly the same things I've always done, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it as somebody one year older, yeah. um, under more pressure, cost of living crisis, yes. while my body ages and creaks and I deal with a latent alcohol issue. <laughs> but, but my output and, will but increase. My out- output will increase because I just wanted I just, to. Yeah. Uh, understand that just cause lettuce play. Uh, understand, <laughs> understand that before you hear, we are speaking about the the easiest and most effective resource to actually play better cricket. Read it; it's good. What I was literally talking to in this book about how he went from being like a a tense, pressurized. Uh, international player who could not get the most out of himself mm. to the complete opposite. I mean, look, he was still able to score test hundreds even though he wasn't getting the most out of himself. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get it, Watto. Good yeah, player. We get it. We get it. at one, we couple, couple of poles. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Captain, three formats. A uh, <laughs> couple of IPLs in the bank. <laughs> we had that level with him. Um, but, um, you know, he's, he's just sharing his knowledge now of how you actually can free yourself up and get the most out of yourself. And it's things like, you know, if you're, if you're someone who throws the ball, tries to throw the ball over the bales and you just, all you are is yips, you yeah, yips yeah, yeah. city. Because things all you like, can do in your head is don't throw at his feet, don't throw at his feet, don't throw at his feet. Oh, yeah. damn it, I throw at his feet. Exactly. This is, this is the book for you and that, that is basically all of us in cricket. Like play with freedom. Shane Watson dot au for winning the inner battle across party lines. Incl- Piers Morgan even thinks it's good. Well, <laughs> hashtag ask TGC. Do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll 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 do it once I pull it up here. It's from Anon. Uh, it's from Anon. Okay, yeah, great. Thank you. Thanks, <clears throat> dear Ian and Sam. I write to provide a review of the latest threat to the reputation of the washed-up, forced into retirement village cricketer Sixes. Okay, that's inverted commas Sixes for the benefit of non-English listeners. Sixes inverted commas, social cricket, is a relatively new entertainment venue sweeping the UK. Okay, mm. we're about to do ourselves out of a sponsorship with these people. Um, <laughs> I haven't read this. 
Punters are offered the chance to partake in a 30-minute net against a virtual reality bowling machine from around six yards whilst their mates gather outside, pint in hand, to presumably offer some encouraging words of support. To score runs, shots must generally be hit within the V with demarcated two, three, four and six zones, the latter being above the bowler's head. The website for Sixers even describes the experience as the age-old game of cricket reimagined into an easily digestible and fun format. <laughs> oh, if only it were that simple. Mm. Having once again taken the bait that cricket can ever be fun, I confidently booked a half-hour net at Sixers for me and my girlfriend one fateful night after work. Mm-hmm. Having These are double-space sentences too, wow. Having been provided a brief health and safety overview by the dead-eyed barman, my girlfriend will call her Stacy. <laughs> Why do I think that's a sex doll now? (laughs) Just the way he puts it in inverted commas. Anyway, uh, we'll call her Stacey. Tapped the crease with a straight-elbowed hammering motion that only a true novice could offer. However, to my slight surprise, I found that she had struck a more than respectable 10 off the first over of some regulation leg spin. Beginner's luck, I side-mouthed to myself as we swapped places and I took my place at the crease. Having messed around playing attempting some reverse sweeps, I found myself seven for one off my first over. Oh, God. Time to put the sweeps away and play some proper shots, I reassured myself. Around 25 minutes later, Stacy finds herself on 98 for Jesus. one. With me languishing behind on around 70-odd for four. Hello, darkness, my <laughs> friend. Despite me playing on level four, dubbed the professional level, and Stacey on level three, club level, I can no longer kid myself that this is an embarrassment of seismic proportions. I can only watch on in horror. <laughs> Stacey slaps a 45-mile-per-hour half-tracker back behind the bowler's head into the six zone, excitedly exclaiming that she has brought up her hundred, a feat that has eluded me my entire adult and indeed junior life. <laughs> At this point, the red mist descends and I instinctively position myself at short leg, the entrance to the net, ready to pounce upon every swing and miss Stacey offers. Didn't pick that one, did you? I find myself snidely remarking as my girlfriend, who has barely picked up a bat in her life, fails to read a 50-mile-per-hour googly from six yards. (laughs) (laughs) At the end of her over and watching the seconds tick down on our remaining net time, I swing open the door to the net and beckon Stacey out. If ever there was a time to summon a Herculean Stokes-like effort to make up the 30-run deficit in one over, now is the time. However, my frustration is tangible, even to the uninitiated Stacy, as the bowling machine offers me wide Yorkers followed by slower ball outswingers that drift harmlessly outside my outside edge. A wicket maiden later, knowing I'm defeated, down, I down the dregs of my pint and head to the door. However, clearly taking pity upon me, the dead-eyed employee comes to my aid and offers us a free 15-minute top-up session. <laughs> For reasons still unknown to me, I grasp at the opportunity and conjole Stacy back to the crease. Stacy, however, sees this as a chance to tee off, taking the generic-looking right-armed medium pacer down for another 12 off her first three balls. Needless to say, the free session did me no favours. As we head home, Stacy offers me some advice. It's simple, really. You just have to watch the ball and hit it at the right time. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very simple, Chalk. <laughs> there are no questions to end this email, only the realisation that since hanging up the gloves at 15, I've continued to kid myself that I was at least a better-than-average cricketer who could flip the switch and m- smoothly adapt back to a life in the game at any point I choose. Stacey's conclusion that the skill of batting, which I believe to be a multifaceted mystery requiring years of hard graft to refine, can in fact be boiled down to watch the ball and hit it. <laughs> Leaves me questioning every fibre of my being. If this dangerous belief that cricket is a simple fun game continues to gain traction among the masses, a Sixers global expansion into future Australasian and South Asian markets seems inevitable, the latter presumably leading to a nightmarish vision of Dream 11 Sixers venues replacing the Maidans of Mumbai. (laughs) (laughs) Nightmarish. (laughs) In this poke-apocalyptic world, I can only encourage my Southern Hemisphere comrades to heed this warning, find any possible excuse not to attend sixes and risk the same humiliation I endured. Yours in defeat and shame, Anon. <laughs> Good. This RCGC is not brought to you by sixes. Um, yeah, tricky one there because, uh, I mean, basically Stacey's basballed him. Yeah. Just just really just whittled it down. To She's the, red winning the inner battle. Indeed. Just the, the pure basics of the sport. Sea yeah. ball, hit yeah. ball. Look at the fucker, hit the fucker. Exactly. It's like the beauty of uh, uninhibited children, you know? Like they just have a beauty to the way they think and the way yeah. they, they're they not – they haven't been like weighted down, beaten down Corrupted. by the – That's right, by the – uh, the harshness of life and all the like intangible expectations that are put upon you. Stacey's just picked up the bat first time and she just has the freedom of someone who's never been pained by cricket. And she's she's, she's a, not worried about a trigger movement, a front foot press, her front elbow. Stuff. Yeah. She's just holding the bat probably very wide apart, like an axe. Yep. Stepping the ball, just stepping yep. into it, just seeing it, giving it a whack. She's at club level. She scored 100. I, First I, go. Couple of pints in, day out. I know this story is true. Day, <laughs> I know the story is true because of the, the language. I see it and I hit it at the right time. So she yeah. doesn't actually have the language of, of timing. Yes. You know, like yeah, some yeah. other codified word mm. that cricket has created. Mm. She's, I hit it at the right time. Like she's, yeah. she's basically watched it and figured out that's yeah. actually what you've got to do. It's all about timing. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately she's better than her, her boyfriend. Who, is, who, who identifies as the cricketer. He's, oh, yeah. And, he, and he's he's much the worse from that. I know it's, it's only semi-related this morning. Uh, like I... I sometimes try and put my children up about the cricket that's going on. They just do not give a fuck. Like they, yeah. they like to play yeah. and just hit it, yeah. right? But my um, my eldest woke up this morning at about 5 a.m. to um, go and use the bathroom. And I said, oh, you know, Ted, um, guess what? He's like, what? I'm trying to go back to bed. And I'm like, Australia lost. And he goes, I didn't ask you about it. <laughs> <laughs> and walked back to bed. <laughs> the dead of the night <laughs> i put my arms around him thinking i'm like trying to yeah. force some bond with yeah, him yeah 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 and he just absolutely <laughs> fucking crippled me like i didn't ask about it is, what's it is, go to bed isn't that another like an, another new level of pain for exactly. cricket it's like i'm trying to bring community around yeah, it in right. my in my in my family you know and and then it's like i don't like this and yeah. i never will <laughs> So innocent, that's, like, your, that's your thing, Dad. He, he like he was not delivering it to dunk on me in any way. No, he was, no. he was just that's telling even me better. Like, like he he was he was crows feeding me. Yeah, well, he's out I, now and he got forty. That I, that I raised it. He's just done a wee and he's trying to get back to bed. It's cold in Melbourne. <laughs> I'm a, got you know I've, I've got like the hook of an umbrella going. Come back here and let's talk about this. Yeah, Dad. 
Now, if you've ever been on a date at like a, a holy moly or that equivalent, yeah, you know, like yeah. a little, a little. Oh, pull I went on a date with Tori at at, uh, ball, at, uh, ball, at a ball machine. It wasn't it wasn't really a date. I was just preparing for the game against Manly the next day. But yeah, <laughs> just getting just getting some throws. It kind of it kind of was. I hit it through. I still remember hitting one through the net, mm. and it just missed her head. Yeah, I know. I remember, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, telling me that. Yeah, that could have. Yeah, that could have changed things. It really changed things. Yeah, good shot though. <laughs> Didn't even get I it. Got, yeah, well. But like it, those jugs balls really uh, ping off the bat. They really know? do. Yeah. They really, well, if if you if you, if you know what you mean, you got to hit it at the right time. Hit the right time. <laughs> Thirty-seven <laughs> red the next day. Manly oval. Thank you to everyone that has got behind TJC in whatever capacity. They've left a comment. They've shot a like. They've subscribed. They've yeah, joined up to the Patreon. They've left a like or a comment on Instagram or, or Facebook or the other ones or an X. What a project TikTok. This has been one of the biggest uh, six, seven, eight weeks, I suppose, for uh, Pezzer and I running this, and it's uh, it's been it's been amazing. Two and people, not, and not possible without your guys' support. Um, so thank you so much for everything. Uh, we're just going to take a little bit of a break. Uh, I'm going to Japan on Friday, and I'm going to Bright. Exactly, exactly. It's going to be a race for Instagram likes because that's all that matters. <laughs> I'm offline. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. So, so I told myself. But as we said earlier. Patreon will roll on forever. Yep. Every single Friday. Hashtag RCDC Fridays. That's where we've got the community going there to answer your questions about life, generally speaking, and what to do on dates and how to behave in these kind of circumstances. Loose up, darker, Ben Rora. Perfect. See you guys on the internet real soon. Cheers. <laughs>